This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. One eighty degrees on I am youth. Luane on one eighty degrees. Shauna on one eighty degrees. One eighty degrees with Zoe George. One eighty degrees on Radio Cape Pulpit, seven to nine AM. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of 180 Degrees. And here we are chatting about plants on the merry, merry day of Monday. But you know, uh, I just recently became a plant mom, guys. Uh, it's Congratulations. A, thank you. It is such a satisfying like <laughs> experience. <laughs> also, like, you know, it will never be a bad time to talk about plants after this, after I find out more. Because I really want to know how best to take care of my children. This is true. And I mean, you, you'll know they're doing well if they're looking good and they're mm-hmm. looking healthy and like a green. Yes. Mm. So true. And that's so the true. type of thing we want to do here. We want to give you food for your soul so your soul can be like a green and flourishing and growing well. And it's not a perfect metaphor, but it is a metaphor. Mm-hmm. You get what we're saying. You understand. <laughs> and if you don't, welcome to the club. We're being silly here on 180 Degrees. It's a new day. It's a new week. We love Mondays because we love talking to you guys. If you want to send us any messages, please do so to 081-729-1657. However, we do love to start off the show with a lecker jam. Yes, we're just going to listen to Never Going to Stop Singing by Jesus Culture and Kim Walker, Kim Walker Smith. Enjoy, guys. And that was Never Going to Stop Singing by Jesus Culture and Kim Walker-Smith. Quite an enjoyable jam. We will never stop singing. And I feel like it's very relevant in, just like Christianity, at at all points in time. No, for sure. I mean, don't you just feel like... It's difficult sometimes. I'm the type of person who, when it gets cold, I get kind of sad. I just want to crawl into Mm -hmm. my bed and not get out of bed. It has that effect somehow. I don't know what it is. And I I don't feel like singing, but I feel like songs like these remind you that even when you don't feel like it, even when it's uncomfortable, just do it. It's fun. It'll make Mm -hmm. you feel better. Yes. And you know, it's like when I went to the gym back before they closed, I would often not feel like going to the gym. But then like the moment I get there and I start working up a sweat, it's like I sweat out a bit of the negativity and then like mm. I end up thankful that I did it in any case. Yes. Excited to do it again. Ooh, there's a bit of a hint <laughs> to the happy health stuff tonight. Ooh, did you know? So this evening we've got a really interesting interview coming up. We're speaking to someone who is based in Dubai, so that's going to be a lot of fun. However, um, with this interview, there is a competition going. Now, to enter and win this competition, you'll have to listen to the interview and then we'll tell you what to do after then. And we will be announcing the winner next week. And we will also be telling you what the prize is because it has something to do with the interview. So what I'm saying is, listen to the interview, 20 past 7, roundabout. And we've also got our usual Bible quiz. We've got a happy health tip. We have got groovy movie going. But first up, we've got Zoe with What's Down on Your Couch. Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. What's down in Cape Town? Cape Town. Hey guys, 
<laughs> welcome back to what's down on your couch i know you might be a little bit confused if you haven't listened and maybe <laughs> since pre-lockdown but why it says cape town but as you know you can't really go down into cape town unless you're going shopping unless for you're getting, groceries yes groceries or i think like winter clothing yes yes if you're not doing that you're on your couch and that's where you should be so following the trend that i've done and the fact that I am in exam season and that's constantly occupying the majority of my thoughts, I thought I would revisit how you can create a space for yourself to study for your exams in a way that will not distract you. So the first place is to find, to eliminate all the unnecessary distractions around you. This will include your phone or a TV or your laptop. I frequently have all three of them around me and I do not study. So as soon as they are away, you know, my brain comes out to play. Next is to find a nice quiet part of your house to work in. This is very important because you know that if you are in a place in your house that is not quiet you can and you are distracted by sounds, this can be detrimental for your studying. Next is to work out frequently because the stress you get from being in exam season and just being a human alive during a pandemic can hinder you and working out can help you release some of that and it can also improve your concentration back when i was gymming i remember the gym the gym the people worked at the gym would often tell me to come during my exam season but i'm not sure if they just wanted me to come to the gym period but anyways next is do not like study for too long because you can literally break your concentration i know you feel like you're accomplishing so much when you sit down and you study for three hours straight but your brain needs a break trust me and the more breaks you take at nice timed schedules and intervals the better your setting will be i remember i heard once a study that it's best to study for 30 minutes and rest for 10 minutes just find something that works for you and make sure that you're not spending too much time resting and not enough time studying next build up your willpower by finding yourself determined by goals you like to achieve so it's like for example just you know like think about what you'd like to achieve like in terms of your marks and how you can get that and then that will motivate you to do better next is to pace yourself so that you make sure you are not overwhelmed next you can train your brain by using brain games like sudoku crossword puzzles chess anything that like requires you to think that will help you and that will also enable you to concentrate more when you're studying next is to always make sure you're well rested guys please i cannot i cannot stress this enough a tired brain may not absorb as much as you think it will please rest and then lastly um yeah that's the last thing make sure that you are well <laughs> rested. Zoe. you see <laughs> i need some of that well now that we've finished with our what's down on your couch we're gonna go straight into the groovy movie zoe on 180 degrees Time to watch the movies. 
Hey guys, welcome back to the groovy movie section of the show. Now, if you are unfamiliar with what happens in this section of the show, we play a clip from a movie or a TV series that you probably watched when you were a little younger. Now for today's groovy movie, I'm very excited because I know you watched this series when you were younger. It was one of the most popular series of all times. However, we're not doing that series because this movie was so popular, it, it, not movie, but like TV series. It originally started in, I think, the 60s. It's been Whoa. remade several times over. So this is the latest installment of it as a series. It also has various movies that you might have watched. I know they were very interesting. And there was a time when every Saturday I would wake up and I would love to watch them. So if you have any idea what they are, what movie this is, please WhatsApp 081-729-1657. I repeat, 81 1657 we would love to hear from you and don't worry if you don't know this because this was not the most popular installment but <laughs> if you have any idea please whatsapp away one Zoe on 180 Degrees. Uh, so we just listened to Trust in You by the Lauren Dago, our very own Christian Adele. But before that, we had a question for you guys. We played a song from a movie or a TV series that you most likely watched when you were a little younger. Now, because this was not as popular as the show it was based on, I will, I will just give you the answer without any suspense. The answer was Scooby-Doo, the Mystery Incorporated version. Uh, yes. Classic. It was, I really enjoyed it. I haven't seen the newest one, but I did love the old ones. I'm not going to mm. lie. Yeah. <laughs> they were very, all, all of them. I love all of them. But yeah. So tonight we will be speaking to Kaspersky. Now you may remember them from a previous interview quite a few months ago. But tonight we'll be speaking about a very specific um, study that they have recently done. So there is no doubt that the internet plays an important part in teenagers' lives. And especially now during the global pandemic where many normal day-to-day -day activities for teens, such as schooling and catching up with friends, has quickly moved online. As teens and, and their parents look to navigate the new normal of conducting even more activities online... Do parents need to consider parental control features on their teens? Or will teens consider this an invasion of privacy? Kaspersky, along with a few very intelligent people, um, share some insights. Now, on the line, we've got Mr. Mahe Yamut, a senior security researcher at Kaspersky. Good evening, Mr. Yamut. Hello. Good evening. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks. And yourself? <laughs> good, good, good. Great, great, great. So, can you tell us a little bit more about the study and its findings? What does this mean for families? So, it seems uh, like the findings itself were interesting in the sense, like, uh, some people were, uh, these parents thought like uh, they wouldn't go further and monitoring what their kids are doing online, that versus some of them are saying, like, uh, no, we should do it, uh, we need to protect our children, and so on. So it's pretty much uh, like uh, 
a debate on uh, do we trust them enough to control their uh, own social media or their own online activities, or we should get involved at some point and uh, give them some directions uh, and so on. So, so that's um, at a higher level. Yes. So if I were a teenager and I had to speak to my parents and they told me, listen, we'd like to monitor your internet usage and what you browse on on the internet, I can't imagine myself being very excited about that. Not necessarily because I'm looking up dodgy things, but just because I thought my parents and I trusted each other and we had a good thing going. Um, so what did your study have to say about that? Mm-hmm. So I think the trust is should be there. And, and obviously uh, the parents should be trusting their children, uh, uh, obviously. But, you know, the internet uh, and as uh, you have just uh, rightfully mentioned everyone is getting more exposed on the internet, mm. and every day is bringing more risks to the uh, to our children and so on. Even hackers or cyber criminals are adapting to uh, to this uh, new era of of the pandemic, and they are trying to exploit our children in uh, in, in, uh, in a way or another. So, I mean, we should be trusting our our children, our our uh, teenagers. But at the same time, they are or they could be facing some threats that they wouldn't know in the first place. So that's where we should get involved. I mean, we should we should be like uh, not too much like the big brother watching, but at the same mm-hmm. time give them some freedom uh, while from uh, from a bit away um, and get involved where appropriate. No, what you're saying is actually so very true. I remember when I was a teenager not too long ago. And I had a friend and she was online and she actually fell victim to a scam like this. Oh, really? Yes, it was very intense. And I'm sure her parents probably wish they'd been paying more attention to what she was doing on the Internet, because it's not necessarily whether you're doing something dodgy, but sometimes the immaturity of the teenage mind allows you to fall victim to some scams that Mm. maybe if you were an adult, you would have been able to see through a lot easier. So... I, I understand. I Absolutely. Guess. Yes. No, I agree, I agree with that. I mean, also, if you take it from a different angle, if you take it from a different angle, right? So um, people or teenagers actually like to be open, like to connect with, uh, with uh, strangers sometimes. Mm. But that, in fact, brings some risk because hackers and cyber criminals are using nowadays like everyone else the Internet to exploit uh, individuals, right? So... Being, they are exploiting the teenagers' yes. um, uh, possibility of opening to strangers as well. So that's that's a bit tricky and that's a bit uh, interesting for the parents to to deal with. So, what, what would you say is the responsibility of parents towards their children in terms of keeping them safe, but also nurturing trust? I think it all starts with trust and openness, uh, with uh, who's connecting to what. Uh, even sometimes some some researchers have, uh, have exposed like self-moderation and self-awareness uh, 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 to what is on the Internet uh, can help as well. But that comes with the parents being more involved, uh, being open with their children and teenagers, uh, talk to them more often, spend time with them more often offline them better on the internet. So I think from one side, the parents have to understand that 
teenagers are or willing to, to get exposed more and more. And, and let's face it, if something doesn't kill you, it only makes you stronger. So they should get exposed at some point, but we should be directing uh, the teenagers in a way to be uh, a safe exposure, at least, and get involved. I love what point, you say uh, about where that. It gets I, I really like what you say about that because um, if if teenagers and later on young adults are actually equipped to be able to navigate all of the weird things that happen on the internet and all of the interactions that they have with strangers, I feel like a lot less cyberbullying will be happening as well because not only are we supposed to be making sure that our teenagers aren't being scammed or aren't being harmed, but also that they aren't the ones scamming or harming mm-hmm. or cyberbullying. Yes, and I also feel Absolutely. like... And I also feel like in bringing up these conversations, like perhaps when we were younger, these things didn't happen. People didn't know. And in our ignorance, we may have been able to fall victim to these scams a lot easier. But in talking about them and letting people know, we create, you know, like a safety net to make sure it doesn't happen instead of just ignoring it. Like I'm I'm not a person who thinks you should ignore any issue regardless of what the issue is, I feel like it should be spoken about and people should be made aware about what is happening. So I would like to ask on that Mm -hmm. note, um, Mm -hmm. how can other teenagers help each other out in this sense? I mean, I I would, uh, I would encourage teenagers. I mean, for sure, some, um, there's some percentage of teenagers who have fallen and fallen victim into scams, into some uh, weird situations online uh, but power of the crowd has here. So if a teenager has encountered such a situation, uh, probably they could uh, um, tell their friends about what happened, how they could have avoided, uh, what tips uh, they could give, and so on. So it's, it's really the, the importance of the parents, yes, but let's acknowledge it. The, the teenagers are more closer sometimes to their uh, friends than the, to their parents. So... Provided that they have good friendship at the end of the day, they would uh, definitely help each other by exposing themselves or their friends to, to what happened to them uh, in such situations. Yes. Are there any other helpful guidelines that we can provide to listeners? Um, I mean, technology is there. I mean, the, the, the parental control technologies and Kaspersky uh, like Safe, uh, Safe Kids uh, applications on, on uh, mobile platforms would help, definitely. But let's face it, it's not the bulletproof or silver uh, bullet uh, solution because at the end of the day, you cannot control with technology what you can upload, like pictures, like uh, uh, what you can chat with, with whom you can chat, uh, and so on. So... The teachers and the applications can help to a certain extent, but at the end of the day, it's, it's really up to the parents how to direct their kids in a certain way, um, keep the trust and keep uh, the, the openness and uh, what's happening, what's going on on the Internet, uh, know who, who they connect with and so on. Mm-hmm. And I think to, uh, on the same note is that openness for um, us as children to be teachable and to remember that you know our parents are looking out for us in the most cases um, and yeah, to remain teachable and to know that listen, we would like to communicate to keep the channels open and to keep talking about stuff and to not try and hide it because if you're trying to hide something, you have mm. to ask yourself why. That's so true. 
I would like to ask a question if you're okay with answering mm-hmm. it. Like, let's say, for example, you are a child who does not have the most technology savvy parent. How then would you suggest that that child can go about to protect themselves on the internet? That's an interesting question. Um, I think I think parents should be aware that the internet is not for everyone. Obviously, you wouldn't allow a five-year-old kid to just browse the internet by themselves, clicking left and right on links. I mean, there should be a minimum age for for children to go online, provided that they know where they are going. Unless you just put um, strict rules on the uh, tablets, on the uh, mobile phones, and say like you cannot download. And you can do it by system. You can restrict downloading new applications. You can restrict deleting applications. And there are some 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 tools that you can uh, use to uh, 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 with good applications like social media applications for, and you can enable uh, parental control. So it depends on the age, but uh, there are solutions on on uh, and that you can enable um, on the tablets and technology. That will allow you for, uh, or allow the kids to browse for uh, safe internet. Would you please tell us a little bit more about the Kaspersky Security Cloud? So, um, the Kaspersky Security a Safe Kit, um, it's a tool uh, that you call an application that you can install on uh, your mobile application, uh, your, uh, sorry, your, your mobile phone or tablets. That will allow you to, to track the kids um, um, location-wise, but also at the same time, you can control their usage on the tablet. You can uh, look up for uh, what they have searched in the past, on what applications, on websites, or on YouTube. And you can also monitor their social network, uh, like who's connecting to them and so on. That provides useful information to respond to any um, uh, situation or incidents uh, in the future. So it's like logging what they are doing. In case you need them, you can just go back to those logs and then assess what happened and when went, what went wrong. So, so enabling you to be uh, involved more. So the whole idea is not to be stalking your child constantly, but if there were to be an incident, to be able to go back and see where did this start, what's going on, how can we prevent this from happening again? Yeah, so it's it's like recording what's what's happening, but also at the same time you can put some enforcement rules. So you can prevent certain applications, you can prevent certain websites from access uh, unless the parents allow it. It's like it works both ways. Wonderful. Um, Mr. Yamud, thank you so much that we could speak to you tonight all the way from Dubai. I'm not sure what time it is there right now, but thank you so much that we could take some of your valuable time and thank you for sharing your knowledge on this very important matter. Pleasure, always. Have a good one. Thank you. Bye-bye. It's such an interesting sort of thing. So I'm I'm always sort of torn between this, like being a parent now as well. I'm like, should I be watching these things? Should I be like, I've got to be in the know, right? Mm -hmm. It's different when you're you're not on the receiving end of these applications, but you're the one applying them. So true. I I can't relate personally in that sense, but I can imagine that there is a shift because then there's a perspective shift. Like Mm. everyone always says it to me when, when I was a, when I was a teenager, you know, three years ago, (laughs) 
and it's it's something you understand when you get there i guess no for sure and i i'm thinking like if if you are looking and traveling around on the internet doing strange things and not being a good internet user like someone who mm-hmm. is spreading love and you know um spreading the word of god and living that out um yeah i don't know it's 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 a difficult one because on one hand you you want your privacy and we all have a right to privacy people shouldn't be able to just look out but on the other hand um should you find yourself in a rough spot your parents should be able to be there for you yeah plus i also know that there are people on the internet scammers who prey on the innocent children and they take advantage of the fact that they know that some children are on the internet or even some people who just don't really understand the internet Mm. they are there to be preyed on and yeah you need to protect yourself from that i mean youtube has had a few um a few scandals come out with things being portrayed to children which aren't Mm. actually meant for children so yeah if we take all of that into account the internet is a glorious tool filled with immense knowledge and lots of resources but we must know how to use it i I really feel like it's it's like having any set of tools right you need to know how to use those tools to do the things you want to do because if you don't know how to use them you're gonna either injure yourself injure someone else or just totally wreck your project Mm. literally yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so maybe the best the best thing that this um, this application also can do is to start that conversation and be like, listen, do I know what I'm doing on the internet? Mm-hmm. Do my parents know what they're doing on the internet? Um, something that we unfortunately didn't have time to speak to Yamut about is spreading fake news. <laughs> if you're out on Facebook, out on Twitter, and you're like, this is an interesting story, I can't believe this, and you just hit that <laughs> that share button without fact checking, maybe yeah. there's a reason you can't believe it. <laughs> because it's not true but exactly. yes google a- is your friend <laughs> so i think the the bottom line of this is listen start up that conversation and if you feel like this is a tool that you could use get it you know and use it in a responsible loving way i think we're going to take a quick break and head on over to the bible quiz please remember that we have got a competition coming up and we'll be giving you the details shortly 180 degrees on radio cape pulpit 7 to 9 a.m So we're talking about families tonight and siblings are getting up to strange things and siblings annoying each other, Mm. (laughs) especially on the internet. Um, So tonight's Bible quiz is quick and easy and it's quick for you to Google should you not know what the question is. If you're new to the Bible quiz, we just ask you a question from the Bible and see if you know what it is. Now, you're welcome to send in that answer to us to 081-729-1657. That is 081-729-1657. Or you can just play the game right there with your family and friends because we know you're stuck with them at home. (laughs) So might as well keep things light. Tonight's question is, who was Joseph's youngest brother? Mm. Now, this is coat of many colors, Joseph. Mm. Brothers who sold him into slavery, (laughs) Joseph. The one that didn't. I don't think he was alive at that point. No, no, he was not yet born. Yes. So this is the the baby brother. The one brother that didn't (laughs) sell him into slavery. (laughs) Yes. Um, It's a complicated familial story, but yeah. So if you know what the answer is to who was Joseph's youngest brother... Text it to us, send us to us at 0817291657 or, you know, just play along with your friends. Shall we listen to a bit of a tune? Yes, now just sit tight and listen to You Are by Bridge Music. We are just listening to You Are. 
Bridge music, and it had a very camp rock feel to it. Maybe that should have been a groovy movie. <laughs> wow. Ah, uh, yield good camp rock with Demi Lovato and um. Nick the Jonas, Jonas Brothers. Oh, no, not Nick, all three of them. All three of them went there. I watched the second Jumanji movie this weekend and Nick Jonas was in it and I oh, was wow. surprised. Yes. Really? I haven't even seen... It's good. It's a good watch. I will, I will check that out. It, it tells a good story. It's nice. Anyways, <laughs> so if you are just tuning in right now, we said earlier in the evening that we will be sharing a competition. Now, we spoke to the Kaspersky people who do wonderful work in internet security. We've spoken to them before and they have offered up a fabulous prize. Now, what you need to do to get this prize, right? Maybe I should just read out the prize first so you know what's going on. So, okay, mm-hmm. a little bit of background. Manage your security from one place with Kaspersky Security Cloud. There is no doubt that the internet plays an important part in our lives, and especially now during the global pandemic where many normal day-to-day activities, be it schooling or catching up with friends, has quickly moved online. But as we look to navigate the new normal and find ourselves spending more time online, it's important that we are also doing so safely. To support safe online experiences and help you to protect your data at all time while online, this youth month, Kaspersky is offering one lucky listener a chance to win a one-year license code to Kaspersky's adaptive solution called Kaspersky Security Cloud. Ooh. That is pretty cool. So a one-year license, that's amazing. And what also will happen is if you are the lucky winner, they will be contacting you to get it all set up and they will explain to you perfectly how to do it. Mm. It's a pretty cool prize. So we'll be running this competition from today until next. We can have the entire week to enter. And we'd love for you just to start off the message with, well, shall we say Kaspersky? Or is that too difficult to say? It is quite difficult, but you can Google it, so it's fine. Well, let's say 180 degrees competition, right? 180 degrees comp. So to enter this competition, we would like for you to send through why you think or why you deserve this, why you would use this and why you need it. So you can do it in like two words, three sentences. Please don't send us a whole paragraph because if we get all those entries, we might not have time to read them. So to enter this competition to win a one-year license code to Kaspersky's adaptive solution called Kaspersky Security Cloud, send through your message, 180 degrees comp, and then tell us why you want this. What will you do with it? Why do you need it? I don't know what I would do with it. Isla doesn't have a phone yet. It's never too early. But however, who even knows what will be out by the time she's like able to go on the internet. But also it just helps, you know, maybe you want to win it for yourself. Maybe you want to win it for a friend. Maybe you want your parents, you know, to be able to get a better control of their internet usage and to make sure that all of your data is safe. Because who can remember all of those passwords? Not me. Oh my goodness. Ooh, it's too much. So it is fantastic. They'll be walking the whole road with you. So for this from today until next week, we'll be posting about it on our social media as well. Please send through 180 degrees comp and your reason for wanting this really, really cool prize. So we'll be giving it away next week. Be sure to enter. And also, before we had that <laughs> lovely Camp Rocky song, we asked an important question for the Bible quiz, which was, what was Joseph's younger brother named? Now, you'll know Joseph, the guy with the coat of many colors who got sold into slavery by his brothers because they were all jealous, you know, lots mm. of... It, it's quite an intense story. So what happened was Joseph got sold into slavery, went into Egypt, became a really cool king and re-met up with his family. And by that time, his father had had another son and had named him Benjamin. Hey, Benjamin. Yeah. It's a, a good nice name. name. It, it is, is a, a good, good name. name. Snap. (laughs) So thank you for playing along. Right now we are going to be heading into the happy health tip. 180 degrees on I Am Youth Movement. Health tips. How 
how to be happy in your health. It's not just about being healthy, it's about being happy. Should be quite interesting. Chocolates are the true source of happiness. So Zoe and I are just sitting here talking about how terribly old she is and how her days are truly numbered. Why, Zoe? Because you're feeling a little bit, I don't know, kaput. I am just like, my knees are hurting all the time. My back, I just threw out my arm trying to dance in the <laughs> studio. It's not going well for me today. I'm just feeling 100 years older than I am. So <laughs> I feel like a lot of these tips will be doing well for you. So we like talking about self-care. There's like this whole self-care Sunday thing. And then you have this luxurious bath with petals and oils and mm-hmm. bath salts and and face masks and just eating all your favorite food and sleeping, etc., etc. That's all well and good. That totally has a place and it has a very special place in my heart. But another way that you can practice self-care is through self-discipline. Ooh. Now that's hard because I am not good at it. <laughs> because I hear that. I don't know why. I just don't. But here are a few examples of self-discipline. How you can make sure that through self-discipline, your day just goes a bit better and you take better care of yourself. Wake up on time, right? For your appointments, for all those lovely things. The ability to get yourself up before work or school or whatever to get properly dressed. Not, not just whatever you think is lying on the floor and putting that <laughs> Yeah. Fed, actually have some food, exercise, and out the door on time to get to work or wherever you're going is a trait of self-discipline. Sure, if you're late enough, you may get fired or you're kicked out of school. So there is some outside push there. However, for most people, it's simply self-discipline that gets them going each day. Number two, act respectfully towards others. I mean, in this day and age, we were just talking about cyberbullying and all the fun ways that you can do terrible things on the internet. Act respectfully towards others. Everyone has thoughts in their head about people they meet during the day. The person who cut you off, that person who's walking too slowly in the store when you're in a hurry. With good self-discipline, you will still be respectful toward everyone regardless of your feelings, hunger or mood at the time. I so resonate with this. Hunger Mm -hmm. makes me hangry and then... Mm -hmm. That's an emotion. Nothing that a good snack can fix and that takes us to eat healthily. (laughs) There are so many things out there to eat that just aren't that nutritious for you. A person who chooses to eat well, like a nice balanced meal, 80 to 90% of the time is demonstrating excellent self-discipline by saying no today to short-term pleasure in exchange for being healthier long-term. So obviously you can't eat perfectly healthy all the time. Sometimes life just gets too busy. But if you try and make a good conscious decision and actually prepare, like put food out Pack meal yourself a breakfast. Right? Yes, meal. Well, just the night before, like yeah. prep your lunch for the next day so that you do have and you don't have to walk over to the cafeteria and be tempted mm. by those slap chippies. Mm. I had a rule when I was in university Friday nights, slap chippies and a chocolate stereo stumpy. That's but a good rule. I thought so. And I'm like, this is the <laughs> only time. It's not a good rule. No, no. I th- I th- well, maybe it's not. I don't know. But it kept me from having slap chippies every day because I was in close vicinity and I always had cash on me, which is also a terrible thing because that's how you waste money. But yeah. Put healthy food around you and you will eat healthy food. Daily exercise. Some people really do love exercise and they get a real high out of it, which is great. Good for you guys. But, you know, for the rest of us, not so much. A person who goes ahead and does their exercise anywhere each day because they have goals is showing how self-disciplined they are. And that's what you were saying earlier about going to the gym and how good you felt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the thing... uh, Yeah, I'll say this at the end. Remember to say it. (laughs) 
is you and your old lady ways <laughs> probably forget <laughs> meet deadlines Ooh, yellow sometimes you'll see the word self-starter in a job description what they really want is a person who is self-disciplined enough to make and meet deadlines without a lot of outside influence so without someone constantly telling you hey remember to do that or hey you know did you forget maybe do this <laughs> just go do it <laughs> and this, that requires understanding what's going on and also what you need to do uh, avoid temptation a truly self-disciplined person doesn't allow temptation to be a factor in their lives because they work to avoid it if they're tempted by donuts aren't we all mm. they don't walk into a donut shop well <laughs> that yeah I feel like that should go without saying, but it really should, it really should be said. If they want to save money, they get it taken out of their paycheck. They're never tempted to spend it since they don't see it. And that's that's something that helps me a lot. Just don't have it in my bank account, slap chippies, and there's no time for it. Follow through. A self-disciplined person tends to do what they say they'll do. They have follow through. If they say they'll get it done on Friday, they will do what they can to get it done on Friday without anyone reminding them. Not only does that, you know, is that you meeting a deadline, but it's also you keeping your word and being an honest person who people can rely upon. Mm, which so I think true. is great. Well, it's important. And then also create good habits. A person with self-discipline knows that the best way to stick to any goal is to create good habits surrounding that goal. For example, a person who has the goal to get up an hour earlier to go to the gym knows that it's going to be only willpower the first month. Then after that, a habit will be created. Mm. It's like learning how to brush your teeth, right? You've got to do it. I don't know. Some people do it once a day. I try to do it twice a day. But, you know, Same. if it's part of your habit, it's just there. You just do it. Mm, so true. I can't start my day properly until i've washed my face really i can't start my day properly until i've taken an entire like bath shower really oh yeah. you'll see that that's part of your habit like you don't i don't feel like a person until i've Same. washed my face i prefer to shower but sometimes i'm like you know what a good face wash will do that's so i prefer showering honestly i wrote my first exam without showering because i was angry and you know worst day of my life <laughs> <laughs> and i could attribute it to the fact that i didn't shower that day Oh wow! I, it was a morning. It was a mm. morning, so I was just like, you know, I'm just gonna wake up, just gonna start writing. But no, wake up early and take that shower and feel like a person. Yes, let your brain wake up a bit too. Yeah, and that like reminds me of what I wanted to say. Let me mm. say before I forget. But like, I feel like when we do these things, like to develop your discipline as a person, maybe if you look at it, you can see it as, oh, you know, I'm punishing myself. But the way that it actually helps you in the long run is mm. so much better than like. It's like, for example, my dad always says to me uh, whenever I'm eating like McDonald's and he doesn't want to for health reasons. He's like, okay, yeah, you might look at it like, oh, I'm eating McDonald's to enjoy myself and like I'll eat McDonald's every day. But like having the discipline to say, you know, maybe I'll have a salad or maybe I'll just have something healthy and looking after yourself and having the discernment and uh, just the foresight really to look at your habits and decide to do the best for you mm. because you know it's going to benefit you in the future that yeah that does way more than just constantly indulging yourself with your pleasures i think that's very important what you're saying evaluate what's going on because for me one of two things goes on i'm an emotional eater Amen. so when something stressful happens i want to eat yes <laughs> chocolate usually like there's a certain type of chocolate that i'm like that that's what i want now and i will eat it until i feel better it never makes i mean i love eating it and makes me feel good but that of course you know when i'm done eating it that good feeling goes away because <laughs> you know it's done now yeah. so it's temporary the other thing is i'm dehydrated mm. then i crave sweet things i noticed that so if i don't drink enough water in the day i want chocolate mm. so I try to remind myself, okay, you're craving chocolate right now and there isn't really anything stressful going on. Have you had water today? And usually the answer is no, you have not had water today. And then you chug it and sometimes I still feel like a chocolate, sometimes I don't. 
um yeah i think you've got to find the balance between between like letting yourself enjoy some yeah. stuff and also letting that's like just constantly getting lost in i need outside things to make me feel good yeah. I th if you yeah I'm rambling a little bit, but if you can recognize that. No, that's the crux of what he's saying, what mm. he was trying to say, because I feel like a lot of people try to show that they are enjoying their lives by constantly indulging mm. in their pleasures. Whereas, you know, practicing discipline can actually help you feel better as a person. Yes. Like, like what you said, respecting people mm. and just treating people with kindness. Those simple acts, they may seem very small, but like sometimes you just feel good about yourself just yes. based on how you've made other people feel by respecting their feelings and their opinions yes and... exactly it's so interesting that you say that because i think a lot of the time we're like oh it's just it's such a small thing you know mm -hmm. what's it going to do but a small thing can make or break your day i mean so for true. example you not taking a shower just ruined your day like it was a horrible day <laughs> you got up on the wrong start for me i know like if i start off with a little bit of exercise and good cup of coffee it's going to be a good day mm. and i'm not doing that at the moment so i have a lot of hard days <laughs> No, coffee, like, that's what your ritual is. Mm. Well, not ritual, it's a hard word, but, like, your routine. Yeah, my routine. Yeah, yeah. No, I like it. I, uh, that's what i got to do. And I think a lot of people are the same way, too. And I really commend those yeah. who are like, I need to get up in the cold and go for a run, or I need to go sit outside with my cup of coffee and read the Bible a little bit, or just sit in absolute silence and just, you know, watch the sun come up, or whatever it is. I mean, it doesn't have to be anything intense. It can literally just be go get through the shower you'll mm. feel like a new person it's so true something as simple as that don't underestimate it guys mm. really don't shall we listen to a quick song yes let's just listen to lost in you by secondary citizen enjoy guys we have had an absolute blast with you this week please tune in again next time same time and pretty much the same place this is 180 degrees signing out guys Hierdie inzetsel is aan jou gebring dier Radio Kaapse Kansel op 729 AM. Besoek ons gerus op www.kaapsekansel.co.za